the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back as we head into Hour 2, November 4th. I almost felt like I had to get there and say it before you did. (laughs) Robert Graham, who is used to guest hosting my show and is a great dear old friend. It's been a long time since I've seen you, brother. Yeah, no kidding. It's been way too long. You come in, you look like Rambo. I mean, you're dressed in your fatigues. I guess you're ready to go to... Go to, go you're to looking battle. great, man. What are you doing? What are you doing to stay in shape? It's, it's the jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Just uh, spend a lot of time on the mat and uh, trying to eat and write. Right today, it's been more donuts and cookies, though, trying yeah. to do the sympathy eating. But uh, Your exception is my regular. <laughs> okay. Well, Robert Graham, let me give him an uh, appropriate introduction. He is the former chairman of the Arizona State GOP. He has uh, done uh, a lot of work uh, on the Trump campaign, and I thought would just be the uh, one of the one of the um, one of the exact right people I wanted to see today. It's also always good to see old friends and mm-hmm. replenish social capital. So uh, before we go to calls, and we'll take all your calls. So anyone on hold, don't go away. Stephanie Scott, David Tarr, um, Robert, Arizona, Arizona, Arizona. Who knew uh, that it would co- it might very well come down to Arizona? My thesis is. Trump has Pennsylvania. Once the lawyers figure this out, I, I don't know how he doesn't take Pennsylvania, given the lead he's in. If he takes Georgia and North Carolina, he's at 264. Then it's either Nevada or Arizona. So, I, you know, who knows what, what happens with Nevada. But Arizona should be a Trump state, should it not? It, it should be. I mean, when you, when you break down the numbers and you look at our history as a state, and people say, oh, it's going blue, what have you. We've well, got to look at, before you say that, you've got to think about the people who are registered voters. Forget the elected officials. Think about the registered voters, because it's we, the people, that are going to move the numbers. It's the votes that matter. We've got about 100,000 voter advantage in our voter registration in the state of Arizona. And what it comes down to to win is you need to get people out to vote, right? Period. That's end of story. And people can wave a flag. They can put stickers on their car. If they're not registered to vote and they don't vote, then we lose. Your, your person loses no matter what. In this particular situation, there was an unusual m- momentum. And I've, I said this even on the radio last week where – it was a too late. You know, that's one of the things I worried about is so many people did uh, mail-in ballots early, Republicans and Democrats, and, 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 and there were a lot of swing voters in the independent world. But the reality is if you start looking at Arizona, not, there's some parts of it that just don't compute. And we had just talked about this on the break. You have about 130,000, not this last Friday, but the Friday before, you have about 130,000 deficit, Republicans did, on the mail-in ballot. That sent shivers up my spine, and I thought, this is over then, okay? But then what was pretty amazing up to November 3rd is we closed the gap. Not only did we close the gap, but even in, sta- in counties like Maricopa County, we had a 40,000, 50,000 vote margin. We were ahead of the game. Now, when you take the rest of the rurals, the only one to ever really have heartburn over, which isn't really rural, is Pima County, but it looked pretty darn good. And then we started hearing we had three to one voter turnout on the same day. So you start putting this together, and, and then you start to tie in statistic probabilities and it just didn't seem probable that you would have this massive dump of all these numbers just kind of come about. And quite honestly, after work, and not to slam our liberal friends, but more GOP 
people work for heaven's sakes. We have jobs. We're not living off the dole of the government. And so likely the, the second spike would have been GOP voters again after hours after work. And so the the whole confluence of events doesn't make sense. It's completely disjointed. There isn't much of an alignment. And so that's where I think when you hear that there's still 600,000 plus votes outstanding in Maricopa County, the, the, the rural counties have a slower reporting process. So if they had a very heavy load of people coming, well, they're still working through those numbers as well. So I don't so want to give more any- that may be more than 600,000 in Arizona. Yeah. Uncounted. My guess is it is more than 600,000. I last night, Martha McSally mentioned a million votes. I would tell you it's probably closer to eight, 900,000 votes when you start tying in all the rurals. There's no way to process the flow in this state. When I was chairman, that was one of my biggest frustrations in 2016 is how slow the process was to count the votes. If you remember, they didn't call Arizona for a week or so after the presidential election, mm-hmm. even though we knew the numbers were there. We just, there were so many outstanding votes, you need to work them through. So if I'm reading off CNN's uh, analysis, and I'm reading off CNN's because they haven't ca- called Arizona That's yet, right. unlike Fox, um, we'll, get back, we'll get to that point too. Mm-hmm. But if I'm reading off CNN's analysis of Arizona right now, Robert, they have about 86% or so of the vote in on Arizona. And they have Trump behind by about 100,000 votes. Mm-hmm. You're saying that given the variance between six and 900,000 votes, 600, 900,000 votes, probably closer to 800 or 900,000 votes, there's enough there that could flip that for Trump. Oh, absolutely. Comfortably. Look at look at what happens. You start to look at trends and patterns, right? And that's right now. This is where we have to be as a party, as a GOP, watching the trends and stuff. It was it was quite a bit more. It's the gap is closed to just over hundred thousand, I think now. Yeah. And and so it's come down. It's coming down at pace, right? When you start seeing that big of a jump, then you start going, huh, huh, you know, maybe there's something here. The biggest thing is, and all of us are terrified of fraud. You nobody wants to anybody jerking around with their system. Our state of Arizona, we haven't had any laws to really help enforce some of these other issues that were happening with ballot harvesting and things like that. But the whole the whole universe was kind of tied together in a strange way here in Arizona voting as a centerpiece with uh, Maricopa County and these felt tip pins. You hear about these Sharpies. I mean, I, I watched my mom vote. I watched it go through the paper. And so there's just all these little oddities. And, and I just don't know if somebody masterminds things like this really. Mm-hmm. Or if this is just what's happening, we're losing, and we've got to hope that these votes come our way. Um, what do you see? We'll go. We'll take some calls together and, and, and work through some of what's on the on the listeners' minds. But before we do that, were you surprised by anything last night nationally outside of Arizona? Yeah, I would say so. This is this is where I get suspect on some things that you know I had I had a, the good fortune or not whatever you want to call it uh, spending a lot of time in Pennsylvania this year and um, and just watching and just listening to people and um, the numbers in Pennsylvania should hold given the sentiment on the ground. If you drive through, especially outside of Philly and outside of Pittsburgh, if you drive through that state, you will see ten to one uh, Trump signs versus Biden, and it it is very very visible. You saw the energy in. in in the rallies and stuff that was happening there. But um, but the, the oddity is, again, is just these big clumps of vote. We talked about that where it was over 100,000 votes show up and they were all Biden. Mm-hmm. It's a statistical improbability. Yeah, they got a dump from Philly with oh, uh, several hundred, uh, tens of thousands of votes, 100 percent for Biden. That's, That's just not likely at yeah, all. It's it, not. And when you see a state divided like 51, 47, like right. 
Philly is right now. Right. That's what you would kind of hope to see in that pile of votes coming through, yeah. if it was legitimate. Yeah. So, or whatever the mix At is each, in Each side goes yeah, up a little in, bit, but yeah, it maintains right. a 51-47, or maybe it thins out a little, yeah. but it doesn't just go to one right. side. Right. You might have a very, very, very Biden area, right. but when they turn the, the batch over, you'll see that a lot of those are also Trumps. You know Michigan. Mm-hmm. Is Michigan a surprise? Yeah, Michigan was a surprise. Michigan right now, with you look at what's going on with their Whitmer, their governor, and the mandates. I have a fam- I mean, I have quite a few of my relatives still there, and I would say that most of my family still kind of stand as independents, and they vote for who they believe is going to be best. These are we have a lot of uh, first line, uh, first responders in our family, and others, teachers and such, and everybody, everybody I know there says they're voting for they were voting for Trump. Yeah. And um, and so to see that this kind of weird swing, Lansing, Michigan, Ingham County is a, a county that has a big population. And that was all night long. It was not reporting any returns. It was showing zero, 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 zero. And that's when everybody was doing the happy dance. And I thought, man, Ingham County is going to be the big surprise here. And uh, but again, you that county just by way of population migration away from the state of Michigan could not lift the votes as significantly as they did. Mm-hmm. So it is it is a strange time right now, and uh, I don't want to get everybody freaked out and say, hey, we need to go in the streets and riot because of fraud, right. but we definitely need to be... We need to do recounts. We need to do recounts. Yeah. really need to do I recounts. I mean, the thin margin there in Michigan that they've called it over. Oh, yeah, they should. My goodness gracious, it's so few votes. It's 48 points. Six to forty nine point eight. I mean, my goodness gracious! Yeah, mo- most states like Arizona, if Not you're under one percent, that's at ninety seven percent in. My goodness gracious! There's more out than there is margin of victory by Biden. That's, that's a it. that's an interesting point, isn't it? Yeah, it there is. There are more votes out than there is a margin of victory. But that is exactly the way you should be looking at the numbers. Okay. So what we do is, if you see, oh, there's eighty six percent vote in in the state of Arizona. What are the fourteen percent? What's that composite look like? Yeah. And then you go break it down and say, okay, it's this many votes. And then you'd say, okay, well, if Trump got all of them, well, he'd wipe, wipe it away. Well, he's not going to get all of them. So if he gets, a, if he gets the percentage and <clears throat> what we're seeing statewide right now, then Trump is going to step in front of Biden. Okay, okay it's going to happen. Okay. But the reality is, is, again, we don't know who's counting. Yeah. We don't know what they're using as their guidelines. We know that poll workers are being pushed out. I mean, it, it's like it's just a weird, strange time. For voting. Well, you did what you always do when you come into this studio. You lit up our phone lines, Robert. So we're going to put us to the uh, put you and I to the callers here when we come right back. It's a delight to have Robert Graham here. As I say, nothing like brains and nothing like old friends. I'm Seth. He's Robert Graham. We'll be right back. Little Eric Clapton over the air. With Robert Graham in studio and your calls. Let's go. Stephanie's in Scottsdale. Stephanie, you're on with me and Robert Graham. Hi, Seth. I'm going to ask a question on behalf of my brother-in-law because he's out working and I think he's listening. But I'd like to say a few short things if we have time before. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay. First of all, I truly want to thank you. My husband has been in a... Uh, had the vapors all day. Mm. So I said, no, you're going to listen to Seth Mm. and your monologue. Thank you. You brought him up out of vapors. I truly appreciate that. (laughs) You're welcome. Mm. We have to encourage (laughs) each other, you know, generally. Isn't that what life is about? It's about encouraging each other generally. Beware the dampers and cynics, Robertson, David said, said, right? (laughs) Okay. That's why I brought Robert in. You know, you think I'm upbeat. You should have seen this guy come in all decked out like... 
<laughs> like Rambo, he was ready for a fight. Anyway, sorry, Stephanie, go ahead. I would like to see him, but I will uh, we'll li- take a live picture. vicariously through your description. Okay. Okay, and I wanted to tell you, we were with a group of people last night, and I didn't, we, we turned it off Fox before they called it. I didn't even know they did that, because we just couldn't understand, was it Bill Hammer? Well, if this happens, they push Right, the yeah, the what-if game. Yeah, you can't follow it. Geez, no one I can follow that. Even follow yeah. him. yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, number three, and unimportant, although I would, I just remember hearing yesterday that the Attorney General of Pennsylvania said no way was Trump going to win. But here's huh. the question, and here's yeah. what my brother Andy would like to know. Okay. Okay. On his ballot, and I'm getting a picture of it up he had sent to me, um, there is like a barcode, and it has a number uh, below that barcode with two uh, alphabetic, uh, alpha, alphabetic letters at the end. To the right of it, above the words official ballot, it has the same numbers, but the alphabetic letters are switched. So the ones below the barcode read D as in David, E as in Edward, mm-hmm. and the other one reads just the opposite, E-D. Okay. And nobody can give him an explanation as to what that means, and I'm hoping you Not can. nobody. Somebody can. I have the guy who can. Yeah, likely. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, this is Robert Graham. Hey, thank you, Stephanie, for calling. Hey, this is the, so. Generally speaking, when you scan something, uh, the systems want to know the beginning of the document and the end of the document. So, you know, a long time ago, I worked on a, a healthcare system called Care Nation, and we did that with the barcodes and with the alphanumeric code at the bottom. So the reverse says it's at the bottom of the page. The top says the top of the page. So that's not not for sure your answer, but I can tell you that. Probably. Probable, given my experience with technology and even on the voting here in Maricopa. Copa. Did they vote in Maricopa? Or where did they vote? He I'm, voted in Maricopa I'm, County. Yeah. Yep, yep. So they have a they have a, a better system for managing the scans, and that is likely it. See, we're validating ballots better than Fox News. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, I'm sure he'll call me when he gets it. I hope he heard that. Okay. So um, he was very concerned about that. Thank you very much. You are very welcome. I, 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 I sit here shuddering because that call came in before you did. The call came in, and, and Stephanie was very patient. And I, I, I got to ask my producer what he thought he was doing throwing a call like that to me. But he knew you were coming. We have the expert here, so that's great. Scott's in Phoenix. Hi, Scott. Oh, hi, Seth. Hi, Robert. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Yeah, listen, great to talk to you. I appreciate it. Uh, listening about a year, first-time caller, so bear with me. <laughs> well, thanks for calling. Anyway, I just want to thank you for taking my call. I had a thought on uh, the Fox call on Arizona uh, early, obviously early. Um, but I first wanted to preface it with uh, an observation that I had because I was uh, just, you know, channel surfing through these uh, stations. And it was uh, interesting that they uh, used the word we, right, stations, synonymous with the uh, Democratic Party. That's the perception I got. Mm. And, in fact, at one time, uh, one of the uh, newscasters said, hey, we're going to win this thing. And I didn't know if it was the media or the Democrats. You know what I mean? They, you don't think they were talking about the ratings war, huh? No. <laughs> okay. not All, at right. All. All right. All right. <laughs> anyway, just on the thought of the Fox call, I had a thought uh, that uh, perhaps two reasons. Uh, one, I think they might have done it out of spite. Uh, out of spite. Sorry. Uh, and this is uh, because I, you know, again, looking through all the coverage, I just thought a lot of it from my perspective was just ridiculous or from anyone's, you know, and how, how it was uh, just so democratic. 
Um, and why not? Let's just get it out there. And the other thought was that, you know, it's good news. And, uh, I, you know, I saw that afterwards and, and how they reacted on the station, the anchors and all that. Everyone was a little bit uh, in shock. The Fox anchors were in shock, you mean? Yes. Yeah, there was a clear division between the anchors. Were you watching Fox perchance last night? I was. Night, I was watching Fox, CNN. We had it going in three. We had a little you know, like bit Lyndon of Johnson's night. White House That's with right. all the TVs. We had them going. <laughs> the anchors clearly thought. I mean, there was clearly a division between what the anchors were thinking and what the uh, what do they call it? The resolution desk or what, right. whatever they were calling the mothership. Yeah, I the mothership. Right. The, the mothership. Yeah. Right. 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 And I got to tell you, I, Robert, you know math and stats. I don't, but I know the English language. And when they called Steyerwalt and those two other guys out to explain, it just didn't make sense to me about hers. It just didn't make sense to me. It doesn't. And here's the hardest thing. When you when you have a national pundit that is, even if they're statistically able, there's a culture to every state. There's a culture to every single county that we have. In state. And if you've been around the state, we've got 22 tribal co- communities. I mean, you name it. There is a different texture to every. And so what happens is people behave differently. So it's not you can't really predict the behavior. And when they start talking about systems and analysis, yeah. man, being the chairman, if you went into Maricopa County, saw their system, you go, wow, OK. Then you go into Yuma County, for instance, and their stuff is older and they're trying hard to make it happen. And if you go into some of the other counties like Gila County, La Paz, their systems are just so old and they're smaller, beat up, and they're trying to do the best they can. So when you try to systematize or some projection, it's almost impossible. Right now with Arizona, it just comes down to this this pile of votes. And now pushing our way through and making sure we're getting an honest, fair look at every one of those ballots. Good. That's what has to happen now. Good. Yeah, that, that that did strike me too. Scott, are you still there? When they when yeah, they I'm when they ahead. had those statisticians on talking about that did strike me too. I was listening to each there were there were three of them, and I was listening to them. Carol, not one of them said a thing about the culture of Arizona. No. It was really odd, as if they didn't know the state at all, and the only thing that mattered was their computer model. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. where I have a hard time with like and and you know I'll get lashed for saying this, but like. The RNC coming in and telling Arizona how to run the state. Right. They just don't know our state, right. okay? You know, if, if I had a meeting with I had a meeting with a religious leader in the African American community the other day, that guy should have been romanced the entire year. Right. But he didn't even have one person call him. Yeah. Okay. If you want that if you want a community, you've got to find your way into the community and you've got to find your way into the influencers. And so that's part of it when you start thinking about probable outcomes, is you have to think about how do you influence influencers so that they can lift the boat, right? Okay, they say all ships, you know, rise and fall with the same water. It's 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 elections. I mean it, the bottom line is that you have to find the influencers. And the statisticians are they're number oriented, man. Yep. Scott, was that good? Your first call, not so bad, huh? good, yeah. It went well. I appreciate you guys. You uh, I appreciate, uh, one, first one one's I a freebie. Say, we'll charge you next time. <laughs> i got to consider you the intelligence of Intelligent Talk Radio, so thanks for having me on. Oh, you're a sweetheart, sir. <laughs> Keep your chin up and call again. I'm Seth Leapson. He's Robert Graham. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. A shout-out to our newest sponsor, Nationwide Coin and Bullion. In questionable times, you want something solid? You want something safe? You want something good as gold? Why not make it gold? Nationwide is a trusted source for precious metals with a 4.6-star rating on Trustpilot. 
and they have an exceptional offer for new customers. While supplies last, you can get a one-ounce gold Eagle coin at cost for just eighteen seventy-five. It's a heck of a deal. Weight and purity are backed by the U.S. government. Now's a great time to invest in gold. Give them nationwide a call at 800-850-1155. That's nationwide coin at 800-850-1155. And tell them that I sent you. Delighted to have Robert Graham with us, former chairman of the uh, Republican Party here in the state of Arizona. And who are we going to next, William? Tara? Tara and Gilbert. Tara, you're on with Seth and Robert Graham. Hi, Robert. Thank you so much for taking my call. Of course. Uh, you guys have another first-time caller. Oh, welcome. <laughs> uh, thanks. So I have, um, you know, a situation where I'm like, what do I what do? I, do? I have no idea what do I do. Um, my daughter and I, we voted on Sunday, so the early voting. And we went down, we're in Gilbert, we went down to the Santan Village Mall uh, voting booth. And my, I didn't know, but my daughter was wearing her Trump hat and we walk in, I'm not wearing any Trump paraphernalia or anything. And we walk in and, you know, we sign in and, you know, they hand us our ballot and she, the lady hands my daughter a Sharpie and hands me a pen. I didn't know that, you know, uh, you couldn't use Sharpie. So I didn't think anything of it. Right. So we fill it out. And then we we find out that, you know, hey, Sharpies don't work on the electronic or not the electronic, but, you know, the machines that count the ballots. I'm going, oh, my God, you know, what do we do? So I said, well, I have that website where you can check your vote. So I told my daughter to go online to see if her vote was counted for Um, twofold, because if her vote was counted for when she did use Sharpie, then there's fraud there. Right. But it wasn't counted for. As a matter of fact, it said that she wasn't even registered to vote when, in fact, she does have her voter's registration card. So and now we're, I'm like, well, what do we do? You know, what what do we do? Well, here here's the scoop, okay? So first and foremost, these are stories that just make my skin crawl because uh, – if that poll worker was really – we've got somebody holding that is actually a poll worker, and um, it would be interesting to hear like – but if somebody's profiling like that, I mean, this again is just disgusting fraud or what have you. Um, I took my mom into the polls yesterday, and she voted with a Sharpie, and I watched it go through the machine. I saw it get tallied. So the Sharpie doesn't mean it doesn't get tallied. What's The problem with the Sharpies are is if they bleed through the back of the page, okay? So if they go all the way through, which she started to do, I actually stopped her and said, quit pushing so hard because it's going through. If they go through the other side, it, then the machine doesn't can't reckon. I mean, it looks like you could be, it's just random votes, right? And so then it mm-hmm. spits it back out. Um, we've used those same machines at the state party elections. And even if there's a crease in the ballot or if something's wrong with it, it'll get spit out right. It generally comes right back to the person when they put it in. So I'm not certain what happened um, with that. But here, here's the thing. The AZ GOP should, I don't know if they do this time, uh, but have a relationship with the Republican Attorneys Association, which have got attorneys on call all over the state right now. And they're there for those phone calls. So you call and just say, what do we do? And uh, and they will generally give you some guidance as it relates to what to do. And so I'm trying to pull up the phone number here. But why, even after their call, I'll, I'll find it and I'll mention the, the Arizona Republican Party 
headquarter phone number and you can call and ask that question and they'll point you in the right direction because they want to get everybody that's having Perfect. problems like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. That's really it. That's all I Thank you, Tara. <laughs> you betcha. Thank you. You betcha. Absolutely. Well, why don't we go to Kim in Scottsdale who worked at the polls yesterday. Robert was referencing her call. Hi, Kim. You're on with Seth and Robert Graham. Actually, do me a favor, Kim. We have to hit a hard break. Can you just stay with us and pick up right after the break with us? Would that be okay? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Thank you so Thanks. much. And Rob and Arthur and Bob, don't go away. I'm Seth Liebson. He's Robert Graham. We'll be right back. <laughs> Send lawyers, guns, and money. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Hey, in uh, this hot real estate market, if you're thinking about selling your home, or if you are in the process and it's not going as well as you want, wanted or expected, call my friend James Wexler at JMG Real Estate. He is a friend, and a lot of friends have used him, and they love him as much as I tell you. He is, um, he is the real estate agent that is ranked number one selling individual agent in Arizona by the Phoenix Business Journal, and he guarantees to sell your home at market value, or he will pay you the difference. He can also make you an upfront guaranteed offer within 24 hours of you reaching out to him. Of course, no risk to you. He'd always let you out of a contract at any time. Give James Wexler a call at 480-386-0711 or visit him online at jameswexler.com. That's James Wexler, W-E-X-L-E-R.com. Delighted to have Robert Graham in studio with us and Kim in Scottsdale calling in. You worked at the polls yesterday, huh, Kim? Right, I did. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of start out the beginning. So our, um, our Maricopa County troubleshooters, what they call them, gave us the Sharpie markers and told us to use those. Mm -hmm. And so we started out the morning with them, and um, actually, that was actually the first day. So on Monday, we started out Monday morning with them, and that was when people had to do the envelopes and put them in the ballot box. But uh, we noticed they were bleeding through, so we got ballpoint pens and started using them. So we we had a marshal that kind of called it out, and she's Republican. But um, so we switched them all, and um, so we ended up getting pretty much all of our group using ballpoint pens. So that was good for us, but I've heard from other people that they had friends at other poll places places that they kept using the Sharpies the whole time because that's what they were told to use. And I got a few other things if you're okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Um, so the tabulators... Um, are not connected to the internet. So I find it interesting if they were trying to say yesterday at some point they had some sort of update from what actually is going live because they're not connected anywhere to the internet is what we were told. Okay. They're plugged into the wall to an outlet, but okay. no internet connection, no okay. Wi-Fi or anything like that. Okay. So if they were giving some sort of updates with numbers, that would be based on what they call their site book okay. where the people log in and verify um, who they are and that sort of information. So if they were using that as an estimate, that's a possibility. But I think that's interesting because I was in an area that's not really close to my home, mm-hmm. and there were a bunch of minorities in that community, and I thought it was so awesome. They're all coming out, and they're all voting. And um, I was on the tabulators part of the time, 
and we were watching for a successful scan. So I had to look across the ballot, and when the people would um, lay the ballot in the tabulator, it kind of lays flat. So I could see a lot of times that they voted Trump or Biden just as I was looking across it. And I was really surprised at how many were voting for Trump. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, wow, they're really, you know, they've really been paying attention to what's going on and they see that he's better for them. And um, at the end of the night, when we were um, closing out the tabulators, it runs two tapes. And so when we're looking at them, um, we were able to see the numbers and we had two tabulators and we had 1,063 voters and um, the numbers on one of the tabulators for Trump were 349 and for Biden was 142. Okay. So that's double for Trump. And the other one was about five points difference. What, what so part of the valley? Where, where was this, Kim? Where was this precinct? It was 15th Avenue and Bell Road. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So... It would. It wouldn't be someplace that you would just automatically think it would be a Trump landslide, right? Um, and then after could, when we were fin- when we yeah. were doing those tabulators, there was a Democratic observer that the um, and I don't know if this was supposed to happen or not, but the inspector allowed the Democratic observer to take a picture of the totals for Biden and Trump. Okay. All right. Thanks for that, Kim. Robert, any uh, any reactions on that? Yeah, I I think, um, well, first and foremost, thank you for doing that. Um, And there's a a process, and I may have, it might be in line with what you were saying was happening with the, not the tabulators, but the check-in, but Maricopa County, they have something called tear sheets, and um, and they, they usually don't do them. They're not doing it by the minute. They're not real time or what have you. They will isolate a few different times where they will release these tear sheets, and the tear sheets are generally numbers, okay, not not just, um, you know, who's kind of logged in, but this is, you know, who's voted so far as far as the numbers are concerned. So it doesn't say who they're voting for, but we just know by way of the volume. So, again, um, that's that's those are the numbers that I think people were getting through the course of the day when we started seeing the cl- – that you know, before the polls close, they won't ever tell numbers of individual voters. But leading up to the polls closing, we're getting these three to one reports of R's to D's, and then your report coming back is not—it's not far from everything we were hearing. I mean, this is this is the crazy stuff is that we were hearing this, and um, so I appreciate it. But I, there's no epiphany here outside of the fact that your marshal had the discipline to figure that out and switch. And the other ones don't want to be rabble-rousers, and they're going to try to hold the letter of the law. And if you've ever volunteered at the polling stations, there's a lot of folks there that follow the rules to the T as it relates to the instrument they would give you to fill out. And they won't, they won't, they're not good with audibles. And so, um, so it's unfortunate. But I just wonder how many votes were spoiled because of those Sharpies. Thanks, Robert. Thank you, Kim. Arthur and Phoenix, you're on with Robert Graham. Yes, hi. Um, Thank you very much for taking the call, and thank you both for what you do. Um, I was also at a uh, a poll uh, at um, Bell Road, West Bell Road, west of the uh, 17, the I-17 on the north side there. And um, I was canvassing for a uh, candidate, and uh, while I was there, a couple of women came up to me and uh, asked me if I had voted there before, or if I had voted there today, and I said, no, I did it a week ago. And they said, well, we thought that you were only supposed to use ink pens. I said, well, I thought so. That's what they handed me when I voted. They said, well, they gave us a Sharpie. And one of the ladies was on the phone with someone at the Republican Party downtown. 
who ha- was confirming that they should not be using a Sharpie. All right, so this is a, a similar story that we're hearing frequently. Um, and uh, the, the, the thing that I would like to uh, ask is, Who's providing? I mean, it's not like these people that are working here, volunteering here, decided, hey, I know, I've got an extra box of Sharpies, I'll bring <laughs> them in for everybody. Yeah, actually, they they no. were provided by, uh, you know, uh, Adrian Fontes or some Someone, group yeah. uh, that was responsible yeah. for setting up all of the, uh, uh, you know, polls. And those individuals, like you just heard Kim talking about someone who had brought that in, or, or, or maybe there was a woman over at Mesa, uh, you know, uh, someone who brought that in, they must be registered, um, you know, with you, or, or I mean, you certainly should be able to find out who all these people are. Mm-hmm. And the next question I would say is, what's your party affiliation? Okay. Uh, because what better way to get rid of a whole bunch of conservative votes than to disqualify yeah. a bunch of them yeah, yeah, on yeah. the day that conservatives are voting. Yeah, I think there's a little less of that, but go ahead, Robert, right? There's, there's, that's yeah, not gonna... I, think, I think that is a thought, but you'd have to profile the person before you do it because you don't want your your team's votes not to count. So, But as far as uh, the Sharpies and the mandate, it sounds like it came from the troubleshooters who were appointed by Maricopa County Recorder, which named Fontes, and there could have been a greater thought process here. It would be interesting to hear those people that early voted, yeah. like a couple days early right. in person, what they were using then, if it was the Sharpies or the ballpoints. Thank you. I'm Seth. He's Robert. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. It's been just a tremendous blessing having Robert Graham with us here. Let me, um, we'll get to everyone here. It's a full line, so I ask you to be patient, but we will get to you. Dave is in surprise. You have a ballot question for Mr. Graham. I do. Thank you, teacher. You bet. Um, first of all, I appreciate everything everybody does. I'm, I'm very disappointed in the GOP ad infinitum. I, I identified, because I think the Sharpie thing is prevalent. I've got probably 20 people in my crew that were all given Sharpies and they've checked, and their ballots were disqualified. They were canceled. So they've all been spoiled. But the, the fact of the matter is that's the noise. The signal is we haven't had a quorum on the FEC since last September. I write and call weekly to the White House, to both of our senators and, our, and my congresswoman, Debbie Lesko. I called Dr. Ward. I've spoken to you. I've spoken to Dr. Gorka about it. And nothing ever changes. Why do we rest on our laurels? So I don't think you're resting. First and foremost, here, if you want to get people's attention, I mean, this this is the reality. Is This makes me sick. Number one, no one would have ever thought the Sharpie thing going into this. So how do you plan to hedge against something like this? You just can't, right? Now with Sharpies show up, now we should, every poll worker on the planet should say, no Sharpies, get those Sharpies out of here. And that's going to be hopefully the training going forward. And they may have truly used this as a method or a strategy Unlikely, just because of the fact that there were Democrat voters as well as Republican voters coming in, and they were behind, so they needed every single vote they possibly could in the same day thing. So I just don't see it. But it, it is what it is. It may be, and 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 quite honestly, if it is an issue, I want it to be a major issue, and 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 we need to shove it up their nose. But the other reality is, is volume. Here's the thing: if you want to win anything. 
you you get out and vote. That's the bottom line. That's how we win. More votes, right? And people could cheat, but ultimately it's going to work itself out and people are going to win. The other thing is if you want to get an elected's attention, you have to create the same volume and momentum. There's this whole concept of something we call a unified voice. And when you and unions figure this out, when they could unify a voice, they could put unruly pressure on businesses and organizations and government because they had this unified voice. They had power and influence. The Tea Party movement, it's a great example of this, that all the politicians listened. So now we sit back and we punch out some keys. And I, and I want people writing letters and call, making calls. But you got to get your friends, your neighbors. You have to create organization and you have to press. Yes, oh, you have a full-time job and it's a lot of work. But you know what? It took a lot of work to, to get where we are to have a free nation. And think about what our forefathers gave up. You know, that act, that massive act of treason to get where they went to get people's attention. And that uh, the Declaration of Independence, if you ask me, was something that was penned and got a lot of people's attention. And so it's that same movement when we go into this defense mode. Right now, we just have to shift the momentum back because we've got the we've got the registrations. We just need to start winning again. And remember what that feels like. They can't cheat if it's not close. Right, Robert? That's right. Robert Graham, such a blessing. Thank you. Uh, Constantine Corrard coming on next hour. He'll be taking some of your calls and questions, explaining other aspects of what's going on and what went on in Arizona. We will be right back.